Hello all, happy Wednesday. <sighs> Here we are, season two, episode three of Guided. And as I'm sitting, I'm seeing some resistance coming up because I'm not sure what I'm quote unquote supposed to talk about. I made a promise, a commitment to myself to record um, every day this week. So for seven days recording and really just seeing what wants to be spoken to. So here we are. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being and I look forward to seeing what magic wants to come through. To begin, we'll just take a look at the room around the body, the space around the body, in the room and just really coming into presence letting go of anything that's happened before this moment and might happen after this moment allowing ourselves to be completely here the breath deepening, bringing you even deeper into this space. I would like to talk today about the mind and the stories that it loves to create. As I've become more of a witness to myself on my journey, I've been able to see certain, certain things and ideas that my mind really tries and likes to attach to. And... When I say that my mind likes to attach to it, I think that a key proponent in distinguishing a story of the mind versus an intuitive knowing is that there is a lot of emotional charge that can come forth in in following a story of the mind. So I'll say an example here. Yesterday I was hiking and my roommate, soulmate, friend, partner, <laughs> Shelby, and her pups came 
onto the trail. And Nala, my dog, was with me. And we were going in opposite directions at this time. And at one point, Nala, my pup, took off and went to join her and her pack. And um, Shelby offered to walk Nala the rest of the way and to bring her home. And that was great. I was very thankful and glad that Nala was able to go with her friends. And then I began to walk back to my car and I started to create all of this mental chatter around it. And a lot of fear. I was nervous something bad was going to happen. I was creating stories that they would run, the dogs would run off or that Nala would get into a fight with another dog. That was really the big one. And I just started noticing because I began to hear the story and through meditation practices and really practices of becoming the witness, I was able to begin to feel my body during this. So the stories were playing and I was really, really nervous. And I just started to deepen my breath. So sending that breath all the way into my lower belly and into really my pelvic space. Because this is the space of feeling safe. And so I was just breathing into this space. And then I just heard everything's okay. And when I heard that, I felt some stillness or some calm or that the voice that spoke everything is okay was in a different tone than the voice that was creating all of the fear. And it felt as though that voice was a maybe wiser part of myself. I see all of these voices in our heads that we hear as different aspects of our being. So there's the voice that we hear when we're really scared. And maybe that voice runs at miles and miles and miles per hour. And I find in my experience that that voice is very, feels very jarring, that it's very quick and oh, well, something's the matter. Something's wrong. 
And it sounds like that. And then the voice that is more fluid and neutral. From my experience, I have found is a more intuitive thought. A more wise part of myself. And then there's also voices or phrases or just words that we hear and probably we define as our own thought that are in fact from someone else. I think of this specifically in terms of our growing in childhood into adolescence, specifically teachers or parents, and the things that we have been saying to ourselves for as long as we can remember oh, that's not true, you don't know, stop feeling that way, be happy. There's certain phrases that we grew up hearing. And the more we're stepping into really choosing to better understand ourselves, the more able we're the more we are able to differentiate those those voices or those tones and i found in my experience that i'm able to directly hear my dad or my mom in the thought that i'm hearing that for so long i have attached to as truth And as me, when in reality, that thought, those thoughts are not me. And so the more that we're able to understand that our thoughts are the more we're able to not attach to the thought. Because we can say it's our thought. Maybe I have a judgment or a negative thought of someone. Why? Let's see. Why do they always put their shoes there? I have this thought about myself, actually. (laughs) And maybe I take that thought and I expand that judgment to not only the judgment of the shoes being there, but instead to the judgment towards the person who put the shoes there. 
they are this, they are that, they are lazy, they are dirty, they are whatever the thought is. It is my choice if I grasp that thought. In the past, I would grasp that thought and that thought would begin to cycle. So I would define that thought as shame. I am shaming that person, viewing them as a problem. And then that cycle would continue and it would turn back on to me. Well, I'm having this thought. I'm the problem. What's wrong with me? Why am I so inconsiderate? All of those mental patterns that we all experience, because ultimately we are all connected. And I may have the thought, you may have the thought at the same time. I may view the shoes and feel the shameful thought. And maybe that same day, someone would have the same thought towards the shoes and pick them up. So this is, that's kind of going into something else. But the gist of it is if we choose to not hold on to the thought. If we have a judgment and instead we choose to view that judgment as an opportunity to love deeper. And that was really hard for me for a long time. I didn't understand it because I did I didn't experience it. The cycle of shame was so strongly engraved in me that I was miserable. I didn't like to be with myself. And I really couldn't be around anyone else because I didn't want them to feel that. I didn't want to have that shameful thought and project it onto them, but then really still continue to believe that it was them. And you see, our minds become addicted and habitualized to these, these thoughts, to these ways of behaving in the world. And because there was shame in my family when I was a child, that was normal. In some ways, comfortable. Although it's very uncomfortable, the thought of something else or the feeling of something else, of complete acceptance, was so f foreign to me 
that it was easier to fall in that shame cycle. And so a practice that I began today, and I'm sure I've done before, but I want to speak to it today, is when I, earlier, when I began to experience a shameful thought of another, immediately I thought, would I speak to this person this way? Or what if this person is hurting? Would I want to add to that with this thing that really doesn't even matter? Or can I instead love them? Can I love myself for not choosing to go down that rabbit hole? Can I love myself for noticing that that thought hurts? It hurts me to think it. It hurts them to probably feel it off of me. How can I choose something else? How can I choose to return back to love in each moment? How do we do this? How do we do this when the other feelings are so normal. The feelings of shame and guilt and doubt and self-loathing and obsession. (sighs) For me, I began to create spaces for those things to be seen. Because they just want to be seen. They're hurting. Those thoughts, wherever the thoughts come from, whether it be your mom or your dad or your teacher or little you, they're hurting. And they just want to be seen and heard. And in my experience, I have found that these things not only reside in my mind, but they reside in my body. And my body needs to be moved It needs to be breathed. It needs to express. It needs to cry. It needs to dance. It needs to sing. It needs to release those things, those hurting parts 
those strong grips, those need to be released. And those are released consciously. The pattern itself is unconscious and it's hidden. It's interesting how it's hidden because it is so present, but it is hidden because it's almost as if we step into a hole and just fall right in and then just get sucked down and down and down. And it takes work to step into the hole and not fall. It takes work to see the hole before you step in it. It takes awareness. And the only way to become more aware is to create spaces to become curious about what's going on in here. Who am I? What are my typical thought patterns? What does my body do when I'm in worry? What does my body do when I'm in pleasure? Where do my thoughts go when I'm tense? How can I release tension? All of these questions are stepping stones to transform life. Because the more space you give to those habitual, perceived negative aspects of being, then the universe sees that. And right on the other side, there's the polarity. Because everything comes in twos. Everything's polarity. And so when you create space to feel that, then the space then is created to feel the love, the bliss, the joy, the ecstasy of living. (sighs) And it is so... spectacular. And then all of it becomes spectacular because you understand I'm not going to be here forever if I choose to feel it, if I choose to acknowledge it now. And if I choose to ignore it, then it's sticking around. It just wants to be seen and felt and heard and loved. We want to be seen and heard and felt and loved. And we start by creating those spaces for ourselves. So if you have questions or if you had an aha moment, I 
invite you to reach out to me. I'm here, just moving through my day, practicing, creating space in each moment. And so I'm here for you if that is something that you need because it's hard to do that alone. I didn't start by doing that alone. Maybe you find a yoga studio or a yoga class. Just space where people are doing the same thing, just practicing being and breathing. And maybe it's not, maybe you're not looking for that at the moment. And that's okay. You're exactly where you're meant to be now. I hope that these words added something to your day. I know they've added something to mine. So thank you for listening. And I will see you next time on Guided. Also happy Equinox. September 22nd, 2021. Ciao.